Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that of which two-thirds of is coming from one of the few places, one of the one of only three places <laughs> in the UK, one of only three places in the UK to have a tier one COVID lockdown system. Congratulations yeah. hey. to those two you've just heard them. My name is Tozin. I am the I'm the host of the show. I am based up in Coventry, well for at least a while longer anyway, in the Midlands. And joining me on our Isle of Wight, joining me on the lovely, lovely Isle of Wight, where people know to stay away from each other, which means that they're in the tier one COVID system. <laughs> are Sharon. Hello. And Sean. Hiya. So, so, okay, first of all, when those levels were announced earlier today, I just need to ask you guys, how smug did you guys feel? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not really. I'm, I think Sharon's probably not as well, but I don't think we are. We're not like gloaters or smug people, are we? I don't, no, I don't think. I felt it was more I feel relief. sorry for the other. But yeah. yes, I wasn't smug because you think you sorry, for... sorry for the people that who can't have their businesses or have their daily lives. What tier are you in, Toes? Are you in a tier three area? We are in a tier three. I am currently sitting in a tier oh. three. Um, soon to be oh. in a tier two. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why we're moving. We couldn't stand. We couldn't stand. Because <laughs> <laughs> st- I think you can move from a tier two to a tier one. And you can drive through a tier three, but someone from tier three can't go to a one or a two, can they? I think that's my understanding. So can someone from tier two go to tier three? Yes. Okay. But, oh, no, I don't know if they can. I okay. think you can drive through it, but I don't think you can go there. All right. Okay. So, so for anybody, if there's anybody who happens, maybe just stumbled across us and is listening to this show somewhere that is not the United Kingdom, <laughs> this all has to do with our COVID restrictions. And we are coming out of our lockdown too and going into a new version of lockdown, which is all tiered. And you have the whole country is delivered into, divided into three different areas of increasing severity. So tier one, tier two, tier three. And one of the things that people are crying about in the area I am, the Coventry, which is going to be in tier three, is that the pubs will not be open. So, <laughs> so yeah, I actually had somebody almost crying at that. He was like, oh, my God, the pub it was the first thing she said. And but, but if you want a pub, go to the Isle of Wight. But I'm, guess you, I'm guessing you guys will want everybody on the mainland to keep their germs away. Well, I think that's why I looked up what the rules were for tier one and two, because all the neighboring areas are tier two. And someone, one of my friends posted on Facebook today that, oh, as long as all the people from Tier 2 and Tier 3 don't decide to move to the Isle of Wight in their homes <laughs> or a chalet or something. And I can thought, you... well, I'll look up the rules to see what the rules are. And I think anyone from Tier 2 can yeah. come and go freely, but Tier 3 are advised not to leave their area. Sean, you look like you were so going to say something. Nice. You were going to say something. Yeah, I was just, I was thinking, that, I think I was, yeah, I was thinking, can you like, Drive to a tier two and then come back to one or not? Yes, but as long as you so you can, so you're allowed to rule. do that. You can't like if you go into a two, you have got to stay in a two. No, I think you have to maintain the rules of I mean. that area. So gotcha. you cannot gotcha. take your your tier one ways and do that in. <laughs> you've got to if you move into that tier, you have to do the, the appropriate. Okay. Appropriate stuff in that tier. Gotcha. Oh, oh, okay, so, so sure. Uh, uh, I'm going to try and keep... Uh, okay, well, this is supposed to be about movies. We're supposed to be talking about movies. So I'm going to try... <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to try I'm, I'm, don't worry. I'm going to bring us back to movies before I diverge away from movies again. So, but, so I guess, Sean, you're kind of thinking like, 
let's say i'm guessing that if you're in a tier three it means cinemas will be shut or at least you know the audience that will open on a weekend yeah. will be shut if you're in a yeah, tier three yeah. but let's say you live not that far from a tier two where cinemas might still be open could you go <laughs> from a tier three to a tier two to watch a film and come back or uh, uh, we never know but anyway this is a podcast that also has probably taken it seems like we've taken about a month off because yeah. because um one of us decided well it's 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 involved a lot of hospital <laughs> visits shall we one of us decided to go to hospitals for like you know you know baby having <laughs> baby having purposes and then after oh, actually that that sounds Okay, just so everybody's, it was not Sharon. Okay, it was my wife. <laughs> my my wife went to the hospital for baby having purposes, and I decided it might be a good idea to follow her. And, and then another one of us decided to go into hospital and give us all a scare. Isn't that right, Sean? That is right. Yeah, I had a bit of a bit, a little bit of a torrid time. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I my appendix ruptured, and I got peritonitis and some other stuff, and and um. But it wasn't it wasn't the COVID, yeah. but it was uh, it was like well that was a thought, but um, yeah so but so I had a really really torrid time and I mean I was in in hospital for like um, twelve days which normally you know they like to get you out as soon as they can don't they really yeah yeah and lovely lovely Sharon although I probably wasn't much company came to see me and she bought me some books yeah. and I don't know I don't know what it was like as company because I know a couple of people come up but I felt that I was a little bit I don't know. Probably, no, you're probably all right. You're actually anti- a poorly person. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. So was, I was really lucky, actually. The thing is, I think with this all with this lockdown thing, I, I, I felt uncomfortable. And I actually phoned the doctors and they said they phoned back. And the doctor phoned back. I explained the symptoms. symptoms and they just thought, they said, oh, it's probably just something restricted. You know, but yeah. your, your stomach's not wrong with the stomach. They gave me some medicine and I lasted two more days. Which was a bit dumbass because, you know, I got the, um, I, I, I got sick. That's what caused the peritonitis. It caused all the infection to, to go around. So, the, yeah. but I suppose they don't know that unless you actually have a face to face with the doctor. They, I think they must just, you know, sort of have a guess. Well, so well, not not. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one for doctors just because of the amount of time that they have and all that, and they exactly. they have to sort of almost sort of paint by numbers and go well. It's probably this. Go and try that, and if that doesn't work, and if it's still bad, then we'll know it isn't that. It's yeah, it's kind of like there's a it's not it's not guessing game, but there's a there's a deduction process they have to go through before they figure it out. But and but it's it it, I I think it's uh but but I think it's funny how Sean the way you describe it it was kind of like you were being a typical man going I'm sure it's nothing oh my that's it yeah I was I was (laughs) I just was yeah 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 I was I was like that. I was like that. It was madness, really. But there you go. But I'm really, I'm really, really lucky to be here. Um, so, so, and they were brilliant. They were absolutely. I can't fault. I can't fault St Mary's. They were, they were brilliant at the hospital. They looked after me so well. Yeah. Really, really, you know, absolutely fantastic. Uh, well, we're glad. We're glad you're back. We're glad you. Thank are, you so much. We're glad you're putting the weight back on. We're glad, we're glad we're glad you're still with us. I mean, I can't believe how many times I've had to say that this year on the podcast to Sean specifically. Sean, I'm glad you're still with us. Sean, glad still that case didn't yeah. crush you. Sean, glad that appendix didn't. Yeah, take I know. You. I know. It's, uh, I know. People say um, 2020, but it's got to be. This has got to be probably apart from the COVID and for a lot of other stuff. You know, like the big birthday, everything like that. It's just you know, it's this year. It's like 
know. I wonder but if you, somewhere you know, back in the depths of time when they worked out the calendars, whether they got it 20 years out, whether this is the millennium bug we are experiencing now. And that they yeah. <laughs> that sort of Roman who said, I know the calendar starts here. I think they're 20 years out. I think we are experiencing the yeah, millennium yeah. bug. Yeah, so that's it. I just think it's funny. I think that that's one of the one of the phrases of the year, um, which I think we should probably go on a t-shirt. At least it's not COVID. At least it's not COVID. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, at it's least like, it's oh, not yeah, COVID. I was in hospital for like twelve days, nearly died, but at least it wasn't COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that is that's crazy, isn't it? That's um, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, lucky, okay, okay, lucky, so, lucky boy, lucky okay, boy. Well, glad, glad to have you, glad to have you. So if you, if this is the first time you listen to the podcast, um, what usually happens in non-COVID times, in non-COVID times, is that we do go to the, we do watch things on Netflix, we do go to the cinema and watch a couple of things, we rate them out of five, and then we see where money has been better spent that week. We say, did Netflix win this week, or did cinema win this week? At the moment, there is no, well, the last month, there has been no cinema, and I'm still not entirely sure what the cinema landscape is going to look like when we come out of this second lockdown in the UK and what is going to happen with tier ones, tier twos, tier threes. I don't know. I know Cineworld where they, they, it was all over the news this week that they got a big injection of cash, which means that they might actually have been saved as a business. But I still don't know whether that means they're going to open anything. And I don't know whether Odeon is going to come back and open some things in tier ones, tier twos, tier threes, because it is just shifting sands the whole way. So yeah. there is a hefty, hefty amount of we don't know <laughs> going on. So in the meantime, in the meantime, what's happening is, well, as we I think I said this earlier in the year that Netflix has won the year and on average Netflix has won the year. So we're just going to sit around and we're going to watch things and we're going to talk about things that we have seen at home. This week, particularly, we want to talk about comic book to, to screen adaptations. So we're going to talk about TV shows that started off lives at, uh, lives as comic books or graphic novels and have turned to have been turned into TV shows. So we have three ones up this week. Um, we have The Boys on Amazon Prime. We have The Walking Dead, which, uh, I mean, Sean, I know that the series finished where anybody who's listened to this podcast will, will know my thoughts about The Walking Dead. So I'm going to try and be civil and keep quiet while Sean and Sharon have a discussion. Because all Sean said the last time that well, the last when we said we were going to do this, Sean, Sean, you just went, oh, Sharon, oh, the final episode. I really want to know what you think about the final episode, <laughs> which was before Sharon had had, had watched it. And we're going to talk about the Umbrella Academy. We are recording this podcast 30 minutes later because today I discovered a wonderful, wonderful feature on the Netflix app on Android, which is watch. you can watch something at one and a half times the speed. Hey, <laughs> that's handy. Yeah, watch something at one, <laughs> which means I managed to finish watching the Umbrella Academy before we came on. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the middle of it. I was like, guys, can you give me half an hour? I <laughs> Give me half an hour. I got another episode to watch. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, um, we're gonna end up with the Bird Academy. So I think we should probably start off with The Boys season two. Now this is a show that I think I originally saw the first season, and I reviewed that on a previous on a previous episode, The Boys season one. And Sean, I think based on my recommendation, you went to watch it. I did. Yes. Yeah, you went to watch it, and it is something that uh, okay. Hmm, let's see. Bearing in mind that Sean doesn't suffer fools gladly. <laughs> yeah, apart from the anomaly that is Pompeii, which Sean thinks wasn't that bad, really. Um, <laughs> Sean doesn't suffer fools. There's a lot of things where you're like, nope, that was rubbish. That was rubbish. Didn't get it. Didn't like it. And 
The Boys season one is one of the few things I know that you've come back to me. You've gone like, Toast, thanks so much for telling me about that. I am so happy you told me about that. Isn't that right, George? <laughs> yeah, it was exactly right. Yep, it was it was it was terrific. Yeah, on your recommendations and I was like, Oh, oh, so good, so good. And I think Sharon, have you seen it too? Have I've seen watched? both seasons now. Yeah, I You've went seen and both seasons. because I knew that we Ooh. were going to review it, I thought, Oh I'll I'll do it. Yeah. So I, yeah, I I sat and watched both did you, of the boys. Did it take you long? Did it take you long, or was did you? I, w- I actually whizzed through the first season. I managed to see that in about a week, but then it took me two weeks to to get through the second season. I found it wow. uh, to me it didn't flow as as easily. So That's I yeah I took one. two weeks to watch the second season. Which wow. so it was I was glad when we didn't have one week meal meeting. I'm thinking I'm going to have to watch three episodes. <laughs> 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 now if it was on Netflix on an Android device. 1.5 times. It really helps. Yeah, I could, have, yeah. I could have saved a lot of time. But no, I so I did. I have watched them all. All right. So Ooh. so the boys, I mean, the the central thing of the boys is, is I mean, they actually had a poster for it that, that sums it up perfectly. And it has a poster for the boys. And it says, if it's like, I think, if absolute power corrupts, imagine superpowers. And that is that's basically the central thesis of the boys. Yeah. It is somebody say it, it's the, I think the guy who wrote it, Grant Morrison, was pretty much kind of like he he was like, look, if superheroes did exist in the world, like in the real world that we're in, they would not be altruistic. They would not be superpowers. They would be like celebrities. So imagine when you have your celebrities and you have their bratty behavior, you have them showing up on in like you know tabloids like TMZ and all the sort of different antics they have. Now imagine if you gave Justin Bieber circa 2016 superpowers. What would he be like? <laughs> and that's essentially what you go through. And it it and it has all these different characters in the show. Who are you have a character that's okay? That's obviously Superman, or that's obviously Wonder Woman. Okay, that's the Flash. That's the and it has essentially every single superhero in this show. You can look at and you can see what very famous superhero this superhero is an anomaly of, led by the Homelander, who is essentially Superman. But imagine if Superman was a little bit of a psycho. <laughs> and, uh, and so this this is what happens in Caesar. That's what that's what. It's all about it in the boys. And I think that there's also a bit of a meta thing where there is, it's almost a commentary on the way comic book companies are now. So, you, you know, the way you have the, there's this big company called Vought, Vought Corporation. Yeah. Its initials are VC, a bit like DC. <laughs> and, and the way it uses it, it's, it seems like it owns the human superheroes, it owns their rights, and therefore it can make movies about them, and it can do comics about them. And, it can, and I think that there's a little bit of a meta commentary on the fact that nowadays superheroes are everywhere. That So Marvel owned this, Disney owned that, DC owned this, Warner Brothers owned this, and then the way they sort of like feed them out, there's a meta level that's going on in the boys that is commenting on the way big corporations use superheroes nowadays only that imagine if the superheroes were real and the way that they actually use them so that's enough of, that's me trying to set the scene i'm gonna wind you guys up and let you go so sean first of all go what did you think of the boy season two okay the boy season two i thought it was some of the episodes for me were a little bit there were some great episodes and and a couple were probably not quite as good as and and i can understand what sharon was was saying about it didn't it didn't quite flow flow so good as the uh, as the first series mm-hmm. as i say some of the some of the episodes i thought were terrific some and and as i say the the ultimate episode that was like you know that was yeah that was just great so uh, but i mean i did enjoy the whole thing but i 
just think there were a couple of episodes where it didn't quite quite hit the mark, if you know what I mean. But uh, still really good. I still love all the characters. And as I say, we get introduced to a new character. Mm-hmm. And I like, I like, you've got the origin stories, haven't you? So yeah, I like yeah. how it all come from the origin. I really, really, I thought that was, I thought that was really, really inspired because that was like a, well, right, okay, so this is where the, the the origins come from. And I just thought that, to me, that was a really, really nice thread to go through to, so, you know, where it all sort of ends up. So, so um, uh, you might see that Sean is trying very hard and very responsibly to not give any spoilers about what character he's talking about or what it is that he's talking about or anything like that. And well done, Sean. Well done, Sean. That was actually Thank really you. well done. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I really, really liked that aspect of it. And, and I thought, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good, good origin story. So, yeah. That yeah. was that was uh, as my thoughts on it. So yeah, I really, really, I really, really thoroughly enjoyed it. So I'm in mean, a great series. I'm so glad you put me on to this. Oh, good stuff. Good <laughs> stuff. Looking forward to season three. Yeah, you bet. You bet. <laughs> All right, Sharon, what did you think? It's, it's done quite well. Sorry, just uh, yeah, it's done quite well, isn't it? I mean, it's like in the rankings of things. Generally, you get like Netflix series, but I think it's quite. It's like the or I don't know if it is now, but it was like the third most popular watched. Oh. Well, yeah. series i think of second or third you know and generally it's those ones that would be, be netflix series but yeah, yeah I, was... I agree with you i think netflix definitely tend to do more series that hit big so to say than amazon prime do and for an amazon prime original this is actually punching it's punching with the netflix ones is yeah it? definitely yeah so um... yeah i had read that it was the best performing sort of amazon original series they'd ever done no. but that's just something i had read <laughs> but yeah um, my opinion on it i yeah i thought it was certainly entertaining i thought the the writing actually for when you when you think of sort of comic book writing i think the days of, sort of marvel and dc we've we've come to expect this sort of a, a higher level of storytelling rather than just good versus evil you yeah. know um the clearly defined roles of each side yeah and so the fact that they blur the lines is um yeah i thought it just was was really sort of intelligent writing which you don't always expect which i was surprised by that pleasantly um especially with with one of the the main characters how you know this character is an a complete monster but then you get glimpses of humanity you get glimpses of maybe yeah. what this person could have been had their environment been different had they been you know had circumstances been different you think this person could actually have been a superhero but they got twisted <laughs> yeah by by the circumstances and i think that's sort of clever writing because you you originally you think they're just a monster yeah who's got a who's got a, just a, a a mask on all the time but then when the mask slips you do think actually there are glimpses of you know of humanity in there so that you can't just say oh is he sorry i Give it a break. This person, general non-specific person, is you know is just evil. It's like no, no, no. They, they, that's not that simple. So I quite like the fact that even the characters who do these most appalling things are not completely you know one-dimensional. You think no, actually there are nuances even in the most despicable of, of characters. You see, now, now Sharon, I I don't actually think that it's a spoiler whatsoever to say that you're talking about Homelander. 
because, <laughs> because because this is like this is a character who is beginning to cross over from people who know the show into the public consciousness especially because with everything that's going on in america at the moment with uh with a certain president's supporters going on marches in the streets and demanding that people count the votes or stop the count depending on who which state you're in and what you're listening to yeah one of them dressed up as donald trump but with a homelander outfit on so this is a donald trump supporter wore a homelander outfit but put a donald trump <laughs> mask on and which prompted eric kripke who is the creator of the boys the guy who who made it for the tv who to actually go are they even watching the show they <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he's like, he's like. Are you guys even watching the show? I mean, what the hell? <laughs> that, they, yeah. that they're walking around, going like, yeah, yeah, check it out. So, um, so yeah, I, 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 but I do agree with you that the, the the writing is quite well done, and it's quite, it's it's. Uh, you know, usually you might have like the whole thing where oh, nobody's a good guy, everybody's an antihero. But I think that the way it's yeah. done in the boys is actually quite well. I mean, there's some yeah. wrinkles they bring in. They bring in like you know. The, oh, what do they call them? It's essentially a Scientology. They essentially have a <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically yeah, yeah. The, the, the church yeah. of the church of something or other. I can't remember. It's it's basically Scientology. Yeah, they're talking about Scientology. And, yeah, and it just brings home the whole idea that essentially substitute celebrities for superheroes and the way superheroes are used and the way people sort of manipulate the superheroes and the fact that you think the superheroes are this are, are powerful and therefore nobody should be able to tell them what to do but the fact is oh no 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 but they hold the purse strings uh and so even though the superheroes money still rules <laughs> like money yeah. is the real actual superpower and i think yeah. i think giancarlo esposito who plays the the head of vort I think he's really, really good in all these scenes where he's kind of like, we have all these superpowered people, but I'm the one in charge. And I, yeah. I, I think I think it's just it's just really well done. I think Anthony Starr, who plays Homelander, is all right. I mean, uh, Sean, you weren't around when Sharon was talking about this, but she was talking about Carl Urban's Cockney accent. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> okay, At I don't believe it. <laughs> did it drive you, drive you nuts, did it? Oh, it did, especially when you have members of his family, and they're all like all blimey in it. I just thought, oh, please. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, even yeah. his aunt, his aunt, you know, was like, "Call oh, you little one." I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> and they had one English actress. You know, she was the one who was in Downton Abbey as the cook, played his mum. Yeah. And so I thought, even she's doing it, and you're English. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I don't know where they thought. They would make, I think, the Grant brothers are slightly embarrassed, I think, if they... <laughs> you, do, you, you do expect them to go, oh, shut up, you slag. That's yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> Instead, there's yeah. one particular word that they're very fond of, and it's like, you know, you may have heard that that's a particularly fond, you know, English expression, but not everyone um, likes words that, you know, are four letters long and rhymes with, Right. Yes. Something yeah. I won't even say. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's funny, but but in America, that is like that is like the worst word. That is, I mean, when I yeah. spoke to yeah, people, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the worst. That is worse than than anything else you can call them. That's certainly MF word or anything like that. That is the sort of if if you call someone that word, that's like <gasps> you know. Yeah, that, so that's, that's probably that's, that's like, probably why they did it. That's like cause yeah. for war. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. That's, that's, and yeah they to, seem to think that uh, everyone does it. Yeah, they think all English people just use yeah. that word, like you know, like hello. 
So, yeah. <laughs> so, Hello, okay. you. Well, I think one final Call thing. Me that one, one final thing that I, I want to say about the boys is that, especially this season, especially this season, because I actually think, well, personally, I understand what you were saying about it being a bit uh, slow at the beginning, because it's almost as if after the first season, it's almost as if they had to sort of like get everything up to speed again and they had to sort of kickstart the whole story again, which is sometimes you, which you have. It's not a, it's not a smooth. Even look at the final scene of first season one. When season two starts, it's almost as if they've ignored the fact that that final scene of season one happened, Same. and it's yeah. about yeah. A, it's about episode and a half before they explain how this links to what happened at the final end of season one. So it it is a bit weird to sort of get going. But one thing that is done is that because I think out of the three of us, I'm the only one who's read the original comic books of the boys. Yeah, yeah, and. I think when whenever you've read anything, I mean, Sharon, and I think on the last show we recorded, we were talking about Rebecca and about how you'd read the original yeah. book. And so whenever you're watching the uh, adaptation of Rebecca, you're thinking about the original book and you're thinking, ooh, I don't yeah, know about that. Yeah, you can't help not, yeah. 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 And I, I know I can get precious about the fact that they would change something from a t- from the book to the TV show. And I'll be like, oh, why did you change that? Why did you change that? And with the timeline of what happens in the comic, they have messed with the timeline. They have jumbled things up. They have moved things. There's stuff that happens at the end of season two that happens right at the beginning of the first comic, <laughs> of the first comic yeah. that you pick up. And But there's stuff that happens at the beginning of season of the TV show that happens later on in the comic. So it's it's, it's been jumbled all around. And I can get quite precious, but this show actually showed me, actually, no, this is the point of TV adaptations, because if you already have a storyline that is in a book form, why are you going to make that again? And with something, Yeah, you've got no surprises. Yeah, and with something like The Boys, you get a chance to make it more relevant to what's going on today. There's, I mean, talking about Homeland addressed as Trump, there's a lot of things that people look at the boys and they sort of go, oh, yeah, yeah, this is, this is talking about Trump right now. <laughs> this is talking about what, what happens... Yeah, this was written. Yeah, it's like, what happens when you give a man-baby a whole bunch of power? So, so, and it's... And I think this actually made me go, okay, no, this is the point of TV adaptation. So this is the point of... This is the opportunity you have when you adapt something that you can go into different areas and you can change different things. And I think the boys has done that very, very well because the way they do things with, especially when it comes to Butcher, Butcher and his relationship with his wife, I think that the way that they've done it and the way they've adapted and the way they've switched it and changed it, I think is really, really good. I'm actually, I'm watching mm. going, okay, oh, all right. Oh, good. And there's some things that I think they, there's some things that happen in the comic that they just kind of look at and I can almost see them going, Guys, we can't do that. <laughs> it's too much. We can't do it. We can't do it. So, <clears throat> so yeah, voice season two, I quite enjoyed it. How many stars would you guys give it? Um, I would personally give it a three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Me, I'm. I'm sorry. I have to. I have to purely for that ultimate episode. And I mean, I. I loved it from the start. I really enjoy it. So it gets a big five for me. I'm sorry. All right. I can't, I can't help it. It's total, total five. It's been my favorite. It's been my favorite series of anything I've watched. Really. Oh right. Nice. Wow. Good. Okay. Which episode are you talking about, Sean? Um, the the final episode. Oh, the final okay, episode. Final I really episode, the final yeah. episode. Yeah. I mean, I really, really um, I like that a lot. Yeah. I think I think I think probably a lot of people who were invested in the show probably were quite would have been quite pleased with that. I think. And, and I would give it a four. Okay. <laughs> I would give it a four because, because I think it's actually really good and I think it's talking about it being a commentary on today's there's there's a scene there's a scene in that final episode you're talking about Sean 
that has to do with women that mm-hmm. is almost I looked at it I was watching it, I was watching <laughs> it I was going is this a little bit of a piss take of Avengers Endgame with one particular Endgame. scene yeah, that has yeah, to do with women? Said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see exactly where you're coming from. Yes, I see exactly I think, that. Yeah. Yes, uh, and, and, and there's a line. <laughs> there's a line that the the character <laughs> Frenchie Frenchie says with Tom, uh, uh, like is played by Toma Capon, and he, he kind of like looks at. Him, he goes, "Oh," and he says this line, and I'm just kind of like, <laughs> "Totally taking the piss right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I mean, that's what I mean. The whole thing is 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 you know great. Like I say, a, a commentary. It's got. It's, there's so many underlying factors in it. Really, yeah. yeah that, so that, there's there's a lot of layers. Really good. There's a lot of layers that you, you know. You look at it and you get it when you see it. But when you try and explain yeah. it, you kind of get jumbled up in knots. But you're like, no, but, but but this is what they're doing. But I just can't really explain it. But it's really clever. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right, cool. So yeah, The Boys season two. I think we will all say we could recommend that. Out of curiosity, yeah. Sharon, what would you have given season one? stars wise i probably would have given it a four i would have it was uh, slightly more gripping but overall i would say for me yeah it's entertaining but i i did love it love love it mm. but yeah it was certainly entertaining so mm. yeah i would say the first season was a four for me and then second season was a three yeah cool good stuff and now mm. well now let's go on with well, that is that was the boy season two and let, let's go on to the walking dead season uh, 714 uh, which is <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, which is uh, Sean Sharon? I mean, okay. So the Walking Dead. This is what this is what season. What, what was it? Fifteen, eleven. I don't know. That that just finished. Ten. Yeah. Well, there was because yeah, ten. And and because there was um, they they we missed that. We had to wait a while, didn't we? Until the yeah, because they the, couldn't the final do post production. They yeah. shut down post production. That's um, right. When COVID yeah, when first COVID hit, yeah. appeared on the scene. And so it's a while before they could actually go into post-production and, and finish it off. So I think it was the last two or three episodes they postponed. I think it was the last two. They had to wait. So we had like a double bill finale. All right. So The Walking Dead, I mean, if you don't know what The Walking Dead is, then I don't know, you're probably not listening to this podcast. <laughs> but essentially, <laughs> zombies, zombies, post-apocalyptic world, people trying to make do. It's all about coming on the human condition. I think it's been on TV too long. So, uh, but but there was something about this final episode that made Sean go, "Oh, Sharon, I'd like to know what you think." So, Sharon, do you want to give us a little yeah, bit of synopsis? Sure. Tell us a little bit of, about the final episode. Tell Sean what you did think, and then uh, we'll, yeah. we'll see what goes from here. Well, I think over the course of the, the the many series of The Walking Dead, they have a thing about you as the 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 time passes and the world evolves. They encounter different sort of adversaries, so. The, the group that we follow have adapted their own way of life and they've set up these sort of, they have a community of survivors where they have their little enclaves and, and they're more or less like establishing trade again and they have markets again and they have an economy again almost. And so they've established a way of life and every now and then they encounter another group or another group of survivors who have de- evolved in a completely different way. And in our early seasons we had, you know, cannibals. And then others, we had um, sort of scavengers. And we've had people who have yet have just adapted to this new world in a way that's almost diametrically opposed to our group of survivors. And in the last couple of seasons, we've encountered a group called the Whisperers. And the Whisperers have basically almost gone into disguise. So they take uh, a zombie, a, a walker, and they skin it effectively. And then they wear a mask. Um, of a walker 
and they walk and they smell and they act in a way that doesn't draw the attention of the dead. And so they sort of blend in and they call the walkers, um, not zombies, not walkers, they call them the guardians so that they can hide amongst what would be for everyone else would be this horror they sort of walk among them and they live among them and they regard them as being their guardians as they're being their community and so when you get a people who see the walkers as as community and then you see them as an ad as something that has no value has no meaning that their only value is like you kill one of those and that increases our chances of survival they they, they meet and then there's confrontation and so the leader of these, the whisperers, is called Alpha. They dis they disavow their names. They become like the dead. They have no individual identities. They become just with the guardians. And so the only identities they have is like the Alpha, the Beta, and then the letters of the Greek alphabet. They that's the only sort of hierarchy they recognize. And so there's been a big confrontation between the survivors that we followed and Alpha and the Whisperers. Okay. And so this has been building up and building up over the last season or two until there's this big confrontation. And the new leader of the Whisperers, who's called Beta, um, we find out about his backstory. And then there's the, the culmination of the... The tension the has been building for a number of weeks. Okay, thank you for that. Thank you for that. And um, so, <clears throat> I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying not to be disparaging here. But yeah. <laughs> so to so, what did you think of that final episode that Sean was talking about? Yeah, I really liked it. I think it's going to take. It, again, it, you look at the, the characters we've got to know really well, and it, for some of them, it do you think it doesn't they try not to reset the clock after every season so where they are at, at the end of a season they don't go oh let's just go back to where we were let's and they they try to take them into a new place each time and so i like the way that they've left our group of survivors and what's coming next and the next potential tension and then there's the next sort of avenues of this new world that's opening out more as the seasons go on, it, instead of just like being this little group, you begin to see a post-apocalyptic world. And so the horizon is broadening. And I like the fact that, yeah, again, we've seen over the last few seasons, the, the horizons have broadened and broadened. And it's, there's taken another step as well to broaden that bit more and potentially, you know, to open up a whole new different landscape for our survivors. So I, I actually really liked where it, it's going. And I'm quite interested, again, to see what the next step is for for. The Walking Dead crew. Sean? Sean, Sean? Yeah, yeah, Princess. What can we say about Princess? New character come into it. Love New her. character. She's great. She's great, Princess. Yeah, no, this is, I mean, I think for me, with the, with the series, the series sort of lost its way a little bit. It sort of, it was, you know, the first few few series were excellent and then it sort of yeah. lost, it's got, it got a lost bit, its way like a bit five convoluted. Ago. But, it's, <laughs> but it's got it back. It's got it back in, it's just it's just so come back and i mean i the the last few episodes that, that i've watched and and the ultimate episode i really 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 enjoyed and i've really got back into it and and echo what sharon says it's going to be really interesting to see where this goes now because um yeah it's got me hooked again as i say it did i was i mean there was a stage where it was like when when the series first came out, I was like, oh, Walking Dead, can't wait, can't wait, man, you have to watch this, you know, and then it became, okay, well, I'll catch up with that a bit later, a bit later through the through the sort of middling series, but this one certainly, certainly, 
I mean, it's full of action. It's full of characters. Yeah, it just really, really, it's going to be quite interesting, like Sharon says, to see where they're going to take this. Because yeah. I think they've got it back, haven't they? Do you, do you think that, I Sharon? Think so. do you think I've they... always watched yeah. it and I've always yeah. liked it. But there are times when it's felt like, where is this going to go? I mean, yeah. you can't keep on having... You know, a big bad, as it you know, like in a yep. in a computer game where you have the it's the governor, or whatever. then it's Negan, then it's the and then it's uh. you can't keep on having this art. You know, you've got to to step it up it. So I think when they changed it from just like a big bad to you know this different way of living, I think that made it it made it more interesting. And so yeah, I think they've and they've had a new showrunner, and so they've had a new in impetus to sort of change things. Characters have come and gone. And we've got some, like Princess, there's some new characters have come in. And yeah, there's sort of changes, and there's still some, still are sort of some of our favourites. But there's a few others, I think. Why don't they just kill them off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they're like, oh, they've had their time. Come on, let's see, let's see them go. But I mean, um, I yeah, mean, no, I've, did, I've just, I'm with it. Yeah, did you like Princess? You liked Princess then, did you? I, I, I think she's really quite, and I mean, when they first sort of, just before they meet her, that's, that, that, that's quite a sort of, yeah, I, I mean that was a little bit light-hearted with a few of the, but yeah, no, she's great. I, I think what a great character. I she think this is an interesting totally sort of scatty. yeah twist because all the other sort of younger characters we've seen have all been of a type. The people that's who, right, yeah, they're all recognisable as yes, they all fit in with our survivors, and yet when you get someone different, you're thinking <laughs> actually they they're not of a type. They're someone completely different. So you think different, well, that yeah, it, it it needs that sort of fresh impetus every now and then. Yeah. Okay, so. Okay, I I have whinged about the Walking Dead and <laughs> this thing. I have whinged, and and I am happy that you guys are. Well, I think at the moment it's good. It's going to the point where there's too many episodes for me to ever get into it. Uh, yeah, and I, have, I would say if you're not if you if you've lost it, <laughs> stay long. There's, there's too many episodes <laughs> for me to ever get into it, and the the and I think that the essentially i think the show is a zombie i think the show itself is a zombie in that it's never going to die it's, it's never going to go on. away it's <laughs> never going to end and i've talked about how much i love things that end and with the walking dead i don't see an end and just like a zombie it goes and infects other people and it keeps spawning new zombies so <laughs> so you have you have fear the walking dead and then you have three movies that are going to star rick grimes and you have what the walking dead the world beyond or something which is now a teenage yeah. walking dead <laughs> i've only seen three episodes of the world beyond and I, I it was almost unbearable i have to say but i i've got about six in the bag i've got to try to catch up on but it it, it was tough so i'm going is to it, try to persevere oh is, <laughs> right, is it is that so is that not is that not worth the more well would you i think say? it is worth it to see because it does again it gives you a slightly different take on the world of, of the, the, the walking dead inhabits but it is the the main protagonists are teenagers and there's right. nothing is, is, more annoying to someone who's you know, not a teenager than teenagers, is, really. Is there, lots, <laughs> is there lots of zombies being killed still? I think not? it will pick, yes, there are. I think it starts off slow because they've been in this protected environment and then oh, they yeah. sort of venture out into the world. So most of them have not really encountered much in the way of zombiness. Uh, and so it's when they venture out to they have a quest. Uh, yeah, hmm. that... Um, that yeah, that they start to have to test their own metal, as it were. Oh, oh. It's pretty appalling, but I'm going to see if I can persevere. And they had one British character in it, 
and you see her house and she's got like this huge Union Jack that's framed and mounted on the wall and it's upside down. Oh, another one. It's upside down. And you think, did you do no research? Did you just think, oh, let's have a British character. That'll make it interesting. And they do no research that, that they even recognise when a, a Union Jack is upside down or that the character would think, why would I hang the Union Jack upside down in my own house? Ridiculous. Oh, or it could just so, be something like like The Crown. Um, the I'm not sure whether I'm not sure whether you guys watch The Crown, but I'm watching uh, season four of The Crown at the moment, and there's a bit where they're in Buckingham Palace. They have a shot with the Queen Mum in it, and there's a rat, like a literal, uh, actual rat that runs across the screen on the floor. You're like, what? The? And, and it's and it's really like I saw it and I was like, wait a second. Is that are they trying to make a point here or something or what it is? Because I was like, yeah. How how did you miss that? How did you miss the fact that there's a rat that just run across the run across your set? And also, where the hell is your set if you <laughs> if there's a rat? If you can have rats run across there, yeah. I'm pretty sure they don't have rats in Buckingham Palace. <laughs> oh, we don't know. It, 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 this this is this. It's uh, this big. <laughs> well, no, not only is it big, but at this point, it's in the 80s, and they do make a point of saying that the palace is a bit out of date in the 80s. And uh, but anyway, we're not. That, I haven't watching that. We're not reviewing that. We're yeah, not reviewing no. the crowd. Not reviewing so, that. No, so no, any, no. how many stars? How many stars would you give the Walking Dead season, whatever? Okay. See, I'm still committed, so I'll give it a four. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm going to have to say I'm going to have to give it a four as well. I, I shall give it a four. All right. Cool. Cool. And now we come to our final, final film, or oh, final TV show, which is Umbrella Academy Season 2. Now, this is on Netflix, and I'm the only one who's seen it, but to round off our comic book or graphic novel to uh, screen thing is Umbrella Academy Season 2. Now, um, I know, Sean, you tried to get into this, into Season 1. I thought it was a little bit slow. Yeah, yeah, it took yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. I watched I watched a couple of episodes, and it didn't, it didn't, you know, didn't I only watched it. two, and I... I... I gave up after two. Yeah. <laughs> well, the is, I can understand that. I know that it is a bit slow. It is it, it is a bit slow. It's a bit weird. And the same way we talk about uh, the boys being uh, the superheroes, like, you know, okay, if, if power corrupts, then what happens with superpowers? That, that In, in um, the Umbrella Academy can almost be described as what happens after the crime fighting is over. So it is, you, you have this group of superhero who, children quite frankly and they're molded together by this guy who adopts them all and makes them a dad so it's essentially professor x it's essentially x-men they're different they go out there they're supposed to be superheroes but every everything you've heard about um you you meet them years after the super after the superhero crime fighting has stopped and they are all quite frankly screw-ups <laughs> in, one, in one way or another they're all screw-ups and it there's reasons for what happened and everything like that and season at the end of season one they, they they're trying throughout season one they're trying to stop the apocalypse and at the end of season one they do something which means that now even though season one is set in 2019 season season two is set in 1963 so okay. all right okay yeah it's set in 1963 so they end up in 1963 but something goes wrong and they don't all arrive at the same time so some of them arrive in 1960 some of them arrive in 1961 some of them arrive in 62 some of them arrive three months apart in 63 and it's all about them living in this different timeline and what do they do and what happens and one of them uh the assassination of jfk plays a big part in this season and one of them is determined that he's going to stop the assassination of jfk because he's a hero and that's what heroes do <laughs> and and uh, and it, it's the the way they sort of interweave with actual history of what happens so one of them ends up um, working for jack ruby 
who is the guy who shot Lee Harvey Oswald. And you, mm-hmm. have, you have all these different things that come in. And I think this is one of the few, it's one of those cases of the second season being better than the first. Because I feel like in the second season, they, they it's oh, it's all the cliches. It's more confident. They know what they're doing. All, all those, trot them all out. But it's true in this. Like the, the second season seems to have a place of where it's going. Since you know what it's doing. And it just seems to go along a quiet pace. It goes along a quiet pace. The My big problem with the first season was that the, the, the final episode... The final episode was like the generic final act of every superhero movie you've seen before they started getting clever. And it was just like, oh, for goodness sake, oh, come on, oh, no. And in this one, they switch it around and it becomes, it actually ends up being quite clever. I quite like this season. I think it went, uh, by, the, by the time we got to the final episode, I was kind of like, oh, 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 I quite like that. Oh, I like what they did there. And it's, it's, it, I think it's, I think it's really good. I think the characterizations, it's almost as if the characters, they, they, the actors know their characters, and especially Robert Sheehan, who plays who plays Klaus, because he is kind of like the druggy one. He's the one who is well in the in their own timeline. He's always been on drugs, and he goes to 1960, 1963, and he ends up inadvertently starting a cult. <laughs> so, so he's walking around looking like you know your typical kind of like a person who's co-opting Indian mysticism and all that with the long hair, with the uh, with the with the kameez, with the marigolds yeah. around his neck and, and all that. And he's ended up starting a cult, and he's like he's tired of his followers who keep chasing him everywhere. He's like, leave me alone. So, <laughs> so I would say it's um, I think it's a really really good season. I would give it a four out of five stars. And I think that the way that they, the way th- they build quite well on the on season one, and they subvert some of the expectations that it, sometimes it looks as if they're just retreading the same ground as season one because it's kind of like season one's about we've got to stop the apocalypse it's happening in six days. Season two is about uh, we've got to stop the apocalypse it's happening in six days. <laughs> <laughs> only this time the apocalypse is in 1966 it's all about nuclear war and all that and it's uh but they do it in a quite clever way and the way se- the season ends the final word of the season i think is brilliant the way it ends makes you go okay i wonder what's going to happen in season three mm-hmm. but pretty much it kind of just if you think about the central thesis uh, uh, of it if it's like if the boys is um, superheroes would be terrible, and this one is superheroes are screw ups because when you when you actually break it down, when you break it down, the Umbrella Academy, they don't really succeed at anything. <laughs> they keep trying, they keep trying to succeed, and they keep let's be honest, failing. <laughs> they, they, they keep failing. Of, uh, and it's 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 almost kind of like a catalog of failures, but they keep trying. And I think it's it's quite funny. I think the interplay between the characters is brilliant. I think the performances are good, uh, are really really good, especially from the guy who plays the who plays. He's the youngest of the kid of the Umbrella Academy, or he's the youngest actor, but he plays the oldest character mm-hmm. because of some timey wimey thing. And you know, sometimes you have like a kid actor who plays something and tries to, and it just doesn't work. And you're like, oh for goodness yeah. sake, just. But he is really, really good. I can't remember his name, but he's really, really good. And he, he sells it. He sells it really, really well. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that is it. Umbrella Academy Season 4. I would, say, I would say I would recommend it. And I know that the beginning of the first one is a bit slow. And I think if I hadn't read the comic beforehand, I might have stopped. I, I understand why that might have happened. 
Um, but if you push with, if you push through with it, um, I think it might be. Maybe just start on episode five. Start episode five of season four <laughs> <laughs> of season one, <laughs> and then maybe maybe there'll be some things that'll make you go, "Oh, why? What is that? Why is that happening?" Go back and find that out. But yeah, um, but that's it. So that is what we have for today. We, generally speaking, I think the headline is comic books make good tv shows yeah mm. <laughs> i think i think the thing that that's that's what i'm going to take from this that comic books make good tv shows so um until i guess you guys will find out what's happening with cinemas by next week <laughs> yeah if they're yeah. going to reopen whether It'd they're nice. going to reopen the cinemas on a on, on uh, through the tiers that would be interesting uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think with Cineworld, I think with the island, because I was thinking that that might be one of the ones that might, you know, they might, the one on the island, they might think, oh, well, we're not going to worry about that. But then again, I was thinking, or I was having a chat with someone, and they were saying that it prob- they probably might keep the island because they haven't got a, they haven't got any competition as such here, yeah, apart from yeah. the little one at Ride. And, all right, they might show the same film on 10 screens, you know, every hour, but. I reckon I reckon we might be lucky, Sharon. I'm hoping we're lucky yeah, anyway, because it'd be horrible if it goes. They, yeah. they, do, they do have a monopoly. And now that we know Cineworld is not going to collapse just yet. Mm. Yeah, it might yeah, it, it might be sense. it might be something. And the people they did go back during the last sort of reopening, people were going back. So I think that would definitely hopefully would demonstrate to them that there is a will out there and a desire. Yeah. That's it. That's it. I worked out all the all our episodes of like the the ones we talked about, and they all got four, didn't they? Yeah. All our all our TV shows, all our things got yeah, four. All to the work TV out. Shows got, yeah. So yeah. you 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 gave Umbrella four, um, the two fours for, for Walking Dead, Dead. the three, so the, the four, average would have been five. Two. Five was a twelve <laughs> divided by three is four. So hey, it's been a good. Uh, yeah, it's been a good thing. Comic comic books make good TV shows. Comic books. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually, yeah, yeah, I actually think that the graphic novels, especially, they yeah they they lend themselves to TV shows as opposed to films. I think I think the TV yeah, shows they gives, tell the story over time. Yeah, it, it gives you yeah. more time to sort of like let the characters breathe and all that, which is why some people say that essentially what the MCU have done over ten years is they've probably they essentially made a TV show. But show that's out of it. movies, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. it's kind of like, oh, yeah. it's like Iron Man was just season one. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that makes yeah. sense, doesn't it? When you think of it like that, that does make more sense. Then yeah, you yeah. think, yeah, that's needs some continuity, doesn't it? Needs something mm. to, it does, to, to, uh, to to glue it together. To so until next time, together. when we will figure out what's happening, when I will probably talk about the Crown. Sharon will probably talk about what's that thing you said you watched. Barbarians. Barbarians. And Sean, what was it? Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit, yeah. Yeah, when yep. we, we should we should come back and listen to this and then that would tell, tell us what we're going to do, listen, what we're going to talk about next week. <laughs> but until that time, <laughs> it's a goodbye from me. That's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. And it's nice to see you guys again. Nice to be Yay. back. It's nice to see you too, Sean, on Zoom. I, am, <laughs> I think I need to point that out, on Zoom. I, I am not leaving a tier three area to go to a tier one. as much as i would like to go hang on the island so yeah until then see you guys thank you bye